Hello lovely listener, you're listening to another episode of Room 233. I'm your host, Selly, but you could call me German Mommy. Once again, I'm bringing you nothing but good vibes through your earphones, Bluetooth speakers, whatever it is that you're listening to. And I do promise today should be an interesting episode. Welcome to Room 233. A multi-genre podcast where nothing is off limits. Before I get into the pleasantries and all of these things, let me give you a disclaimer right now. First of all, <laughs> we have... I think we don't have to put it. We are not in the normal recording studio. The makeshift studio that I've had for the past, I don't know how many months, I don't have that anymore. So there may be a few unsolicited background noises that are really beyond my control for example my neighbor's dog that dog can bark for Ghana I don't know which who it is chasing but it's always barking so please if you hear it in the background bear with me it's not my fault I've tried it you wouldn't know the trouble I've gone through <laughs> the trouble I've gone through to record this episode is as much quiet as possible but regardless it's the same good vibes from your enjoyment mommy so that's what's most important I would like to say a big thank you as usual to Donald and Sarah at GCR. Thank you so much for doing all that you do because look, these people make my work so easy. Like so 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 easy. <laughs> I really just come and sit down and chat and I'm like, hi Donald, here you go. And so thank you. You guys are doing a really a really amazing job. I would like to say biggest, biggest thank you to my 10 faithful interactive followers on Instagram. <laughs> If you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm saying it again. Now I've changed this. The brand is, you know, we're building the brand. And so my handle now is at enjoymentmommy underscore as it is on Twitter. If you're not following me, please go and follow me because I am trying to be the best content creator I can be. So thank you. Thank you to my 10 faithful followers who always comment and repost my stuff, reply my story. You guys are the best, 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 best. You know the vibes, Shelly, you know the vibes. They're bringing you nothing but good vibes on this side. But, you know, it's not, I have to plug somebody. As usual, I gotta plug somebody. And today I'm plugging Kezia, she's a YouTuber. It's Kezi Nana Vlogs. K-E-Z-Z-Y-N-A-N-E, Kezi Nana Vlogs. She gives me such um, Lydia Dinga vibes and I love it. Like, I love it. So please go and binge her videos and just support. You guys know we are all about supporting our fellow content creators. That is how we do it on this side of life. Um, another person I'd like to say a very big thank you to is Isaac Etia. We went to primary school together, yeah, primary school together, and he's just been very supportive ever since we reconnected and got in touch. And he has a website, Isaac Etia, A-T-T-U-A-H, IsaacEtia.com. He has a lot of interesting things there from, you know, um, it's, it's mostly tech stuff circulated, but just give it, you, I haven't gone through it thoroughly, so I can't give you like a very detailed description for his name, but just go and check it out and see. If there's nothing that interests you, then you go, but just check it out, okay? As usual, we are supporting everybody. I hope everyone is staying safe, observing all the necessary protocols. You people, Corona has not gone on vacation, no. You probably said to do summer, but Corona is not gone on summer break. So wear your nose mask, wash your hands, sanitize, social distance. Stay at home if you don't gotta go out. Why is that so difficult for you people? Hmm? 
today's episode, we're going to talk about what it was like for me being in quarantine. I just came out of quarantine. Um, I am back in Ghana. If you didn't know, I've been in America, Ohio, to be to be precise. I've been in Ohio, US. Uh, since January, I got back two weeks ago and I ended my quarantine on Monday. Monday, the 16th of July, I think. Is it 16th? I think. 13th. Hey, that's me. <laughs> the 13th. So, yeah, today I'm going to talk about what it was like being in quarantine, what it was like coming back to Ghana. And as you know, I took the conversations to Twitter and heard what other people had to say. Don't stop playing this episode. I shall be back. Have you heard? Some universities were very 
harsh, if I should say, about the way like the evacuation process. If if, if that's the way to put it. But then the way some people sacked them, like they actually sacked students. That was a bit, you know, it was a bit not your style scacker. But um, at Prissy, P underscore Racy underscore said her reason for going had ended, so she just had to come back and continue life, which is really that was that was me as well. My exchange program had ended. My study abroad it wasn't so much of an exchange, but my study abroad program had ended, and like what's again what I did in America? Not America, because I yeah hazy hazy. It had oh, I speak so much. Yeah, I apologize. But America had really become a heavy place to be in. You know the global climate. I mean, just not the best. And really, I didn't see what else I had to be doing in America. I mean, I could have I could have wanted to stay with family and things like that, but. It's just better to come while and the opportunity had presented itself, you know. The Ghana embassy, I'll get into that, but then the opportunity had presented itself. I had the chance to leave and I just thought, you know, it's just better to do it now than later. Especially because brain shock well, later was going to be like. Then the second thing I asked was how did you feel about coming back? <laughs> how did you feel? Uh the overall answer I got on Twitter was that people were anxious. That was the general answer. For me, I wouldn't say I was anxious. I was the honest truth was I was indifferent. <laughs> I was initially indifferent. It was just yeah, okay, I'm going back home. Like okay, you know, I didn't feel like I wasn't necessarily excited. I wasn't sad about leaving. It just felt like the right time. And I was just indifferent. But then as I started telling my friends that you were something like I'm coming back to Ghana, I don't know why I was leaking people because it's not like I'm gonna see anybody because Corona, I'm staying in my house, I'm not going anywhere, so please don't advise me anyway. <laughs> but feel free to show up at my gate in your nose mask and with social distance. I will we'll have a conversation six feet away. But I um yeah, I was I was not excited until I started telling people that I was coming back and they got excited. I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I should be excited. You know, it was like, <laughs> it was like a prompt. You know, it's like their excitement gave me something to get excited about. So yeah, that was my my. That's how I felt about coming back. Um, I also asked what the procedure was like before. Like, what procedure? What procedure? English is hard. I saw my face language. Please. <laughs> I asked what the procedure was like having to. Come back, yeah, yeah, and like if people had to follow any special process, anything like that. And Kasia said there was no special process because it was all still early days, but she had her own protocols for herself. She wore a full hazmat abuela suit. <laughs> I saw people doing this thing sometimes. I traveled sometime in March, and I saw people doing this like there's a whole family in boiler suits and I was like wow you people are really really trying like you're doing the most I mean I get it like it's for your safety that's what you do what you do to you know feel comfortable feel safe so that's interesting <laughs> it's really really interesting that people do that if you don't know what hazmat suit is I don't know how to describe it but you know like how the, the thing that people wear when maybe they're going into huh, like their PPE their is it personal protective equipment? You know, that head-to-toe thing that you wear covers your head, your face. Uh-huh. Sadly, you know, that's one. That is what a hazmat or boiler suit is, and that's what she wore. The procedure I had to follow to come back, hmm. it was really just 
it, the short version was sending an email to the Ghana Embassy in I think I can't remember if it was New York, DC, I can't remember. And then they send you a link to a form which you fill and then they just keep updating you with the next like the next steps. So it's email, then they send a link, then you fill something, then they send you an email, then they send you a link, you know, things like that. Um I remember someone, I remember Priscilla said that's at Prissy on Twitter. She described hers as, you know, like it felt like she was applying for a visa because there was a lot of back and forth and feeling this and feeling that and sending this and sending that. It didn't really feel like that for me. Um, it just felt like we waited a very long while before we got a response after the first email. But it wasn't, I won't call it a tedious process, but not for me. It, it, it really was not tedious for me. It was just, I mean, I had everything that I needed. You needed to send your passport, like a picture of your passport, your visa. And so it wasn't really a tedious process for me. I know, like, people, as of like March when they started this mandatory quarantine in Ghana, there wasn't so much of, you know, this process because people had already booked tickets to come by that time. So, um, yeah, I don't think, I, I know the process is kind of different now because there are more scheduled flights now because as I went out to apply, like people didn't know when the flight would be, but now I know there was one that came in sometime last week um, and there are a few more that will be coming in from time to time and they have a, a, a different procedure, I suppose, I'm not sure, but that was the general procedure for me. Um, okay, then I wanted to also find out if there were special protocols that were observed at places like the airport or like, you know, between departure and arrival in Ghana. And at, it's Renee said, the way they packed us in that police bus, they left all the luggage in the car park. That hotel was very higgy haga. <laughs> I don't know, but the higgy haga is what does it for me. It just makes, it, it, it cracks me up. The higgy haga. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, um, at underscore the dark rose underscore said protocols were observed, yes, but the flight was packed, so no social distancing there. Wasn't too worried about, I wasn't too worried about, I wasn't too worried, but I guess that's because I felt it felt like any other flight five out of ten. There was no entertainment on the flight. Ha, I thought it was just me. These people did not put on their anything for us, so they didn't put on lights, they didn't put on TV, they didn't put on what else did they have to put on. Hey, did they put on anything for us though? I was so pained. It's paining me. Hey! Because I was like, wow, we pay all the money and you people decide to give us half of the service. That's not really fair, you know? It's not really fair. But in terms of social distancing, whatever, um, it was better in the US than it was in Ghana. Um, I feel like, I mean, it was really, it was interesting. Even in America, I cry if you're being amazed. Social distancing, we didn't, we didn't do it like that. <laughs> you know, it was not really like that. What they were more important, like what they were more, I felt like they were more concerned about ensuring that everyone's temperature was taken and recorded than ensuring that people stood two meters apart or whatever. You know, that's how it, it looked like to me because then you have people who don't know each other, they don't know them from, they don't know themselves from anywhere and they're standing like right next to each other. And that was something. And when we got to Ghana, they tried. They really, really did. I, I was impressed. 
but there was still, it was still not effective because you know people were tired people were frustrated um people were just chilling <laughs> you could see people just wanted to get the hotel inside the quarantine like sleep and i was part of it too but i mean i was very eh, me i mentioned that you stay stay away from me <laughs> you corona stay 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 far far away from me so i would like deliberately drag my suitcase behind me like i'd extend the handle make sure it was long so there was space and i like walk very slowly behind like behind the people that were in front of me just to ensure that there was that much space and when it all comes down to it it was really a matter of you know the passengers and not really like because there was only so much that the people at the airport could do you know they would have you change your you change your mask um, when you get off the plane and then you ask to sanitize, you fill the phones, you take your temperatures, things like that. But you know the space, like there's not even that much space given the number of people who were there. And so it was very difficult to keep like two meters between everybody. But there was some form of social distancing. So that was it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too too bad. Um Anna Maria said I have various rants and it's very disorganized, no questions answered. They didn't know how they didn't know their left from their right. But I was also in the first batch of quarantine quarantine people, so maybe it was that. Yeah, I feel like the earlier batch of people who had to go through the quarantine didn't have it as smooth or as organized. Because I mean, at the time the whole world think about it too, the whole world. Like it's still very unbelievable to me that the entire world has like gone on pause and has just said, you know, we're gonna take a minute. We're gonna take a minute and catch our breath because Antikyber Road is really giving it to us boost, 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 left, right, front, center. She does not come to play, and so at that time I was just very, as Renee said, higgy haga, <laughs> and so it is understandable that things are a bit, you know, all over the place. But what's important that we are all back home, we are all safe. That's what's important. So you have life, you have life. The initial feelings when people landed was also. Was, it was anxiety, it was mostly anxiety and uncertainty. Um, for me, it was, I wouldn't say uncertainty. When I landed, Charlie, me, I was tired. I was tired, I just wanted to um, sleep. Which, funny enough, when I landed, I don't think I did that. It took a while to get to the airport. Uh, flight landed at about 8.20, went in the hotel till about 11, I think or 12 possibly and yeah but it felt good to be back i mean i was i thank god for like traveling mercies you know we landed safe no giddy giddy on the plane there was no like up and down up and down it was just calm it was nice and back and yeah truly that's it now to um Choosing accommodation, I wanted to know what it was like choosing accommodation. I know for the earlier, for the earlier, um, the earlier batch, like those who came in March around that time, they didn't have much of an option. Like they didn't have the choice of choosing where they stayed. I remember, <laughs> I think it was Renee. He said um, they just put them in a tinted bus, and next thing they knew, they were at the place. <laughs> for us, it was in in a like in applying if i should put it to come back to ghana there were options that you were given and then you pick where you'd want to stay you know depending on what your budget was or what you could afford at the time while there were you know a, like a number of hotels 
they weren't presented to you at the same time. I know how to, I don't know if that makes sense, but for every person who applied from the conversations I overheard at the airport and things, everyone was given two options. And so you pick one or the other. But there were still a number of hotels that people, like people, you know what I mean? Like there were 11 hotels, for example. That, I'm not sure if that was a number, but let's say there were 11 options. Like 11 hotels that were uh, serving as quarantine centers. But you're presented with only two while you are applying. And so I could be presented with, let's say, um, this is just off the top of my head. I don't know if these were actually on the list, but let's say Kempinski and Marius, and then someone else presented with Golden Tulip and Holiday Inn. You know, so I don't know what the criteria was or how they did that division, but you were only presented with two options at a time. And so that's what we, so we just went with the, you know, the one that we preferred. And yeah, actually, that was it. That was it. Um, service at the hotel for me was not bad, honestly. It was pretty good. Um, it, I think the it was just the thing was I was just surprised at a bit how things were more relaxed than I expected. I thought things would be more, you know, straight and I, I just thought that someone. I don't know, I feel like it's the gay in me, like, I always feel like there's going to be some form of, you know, a, it's like, prefect is standing somewhere, he's shouting, giving commands, because, you know, that's how they be doing on that Kakamdo Hill, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just feel like, you know, there's going to be some sort of process, like some order, I mean, there was, but it wasn't as strict as I thought it would be, and so, like, Walking in and out of the hotel was very easy because I remember when we arrived, when we went to the hotel, our bags were outside and we we're still inside. And me, I was paranoid. I was paranoid, so I needed to go and make sure that my bags were okay and fine. So, and I don't know. I felt like anyone could have walked in and out the way I was walking in and out because no one was asking where I was going or things like that. But service in general, like room service, the food, the food was good. I enjoyed the food. It was only like one night or something that it wasn't really the best. But these people gave me cake, red velvet cake. And that's the way to my heart. If you know me, you know that's the way to my heart. So that is what scored. That's when I gave them a hundred over a hundred, ten over ten. And then they didn't give me cake again. And they gave me, you know, that was that that caramel thing. I don't know what that dessert is. Me a bougie, but me bougie, sir. But dessert was nice. I said, it was nice until they started giving us fruits all the time. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, you know, do some choreography with a little bit of a display, you know? Um, but service wasn't bad. The people were very nice, patient. When I call for the orders things, they'd be so nice and they'd come to me. And, you know, it was nice. It was nice. So, yeah, there was only one time that this book brought my food late. Hey, it's brought me yam and put me at 10 p.m. They cut some three big blocks of yame. It's like cement block. Who should eat that food at 10 p.m.? I should drink that oil. Hey! But it was that that one day. That's when they like it. It really tore marks for them. You know, like I was like, you people, you people are trying to kill me. You don't want me to eat. But overall, the service was I'd say eight out of ten. Yeah. The sample taking process and the results. Well, hmm. I don't know what the problem was or what you know was unforeseen 
scenario came into play. But it got to a point where I thought they wouldn't even take our samples at all because we had been there for a week and no one had said anything about sample taking or testing or anything like that. And so I had resigned to thinking that, well, I guess our samples were not going to be taken. And then on the about the seventh day of quarantine, I got a phone call from reception and they just asked me to come to their reception. They, and that's the thing, it was like, they, it was like, they didn't want to panic, they don't want you to panic or anything. I don't know what they were trying to achieve, but they didn't even like say, oh, we are taking us, nothing. We just get in and like, okay, we are taking samples, please go to that room. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, okay, I've, I, I get it. But the process was not in, it wasn't the ones I had seen earlier, that thing where like they stick it down your nose and they push it down and oh, nah, 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 nah. This one was very simple. You just open your mouth with your guts and then you stick your tongue out and then you push like a, a very thin swab down your throat like a cotton swab i think and you know they kind of like they're tickling it inside the base you know they just use it to pass pass inside small 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 it's not it's not ticklish it's not uncomfortable it's just very and it was fast it, it didn't take so long unless in my head i'm hallucinating or something but i don't think it, it took a long it really wasn't a long process you just went sit down they take your information like setting like bio data ish and then you open your gums and they put a swab down your throat and yeah that was it but it's been a week and i still don't have my results so what's up with that <laughs> uh, one thing that i my parents were very worried about what it was like for me like you know going to be in one room for 14 days but this is forgotten that i have been living alone for the past three months nobody with me me in my apartment that was it and so me like it didn't seem like a big deal to me it didn't seem like um you know anything it, it really didn't seem like it just felt like extending my living alone but now i'm in ghana and um yeah actually my mental health was honestly like i wasn't anxious i wasn't sad i like it was not in shambles it was not crumbling it wasn't anything like that thankfully and i also had a lot of work to keep me busy your girl's been working okay your girl has been working and so um yeah actually like i've been working so i was busy honestly and let me just let you guys know now that once again if you're not following me on the instagram go and follow me is at enjoymymommy underscore but yeah, I, I was just very busy and you know, I was talking with people like FaceTime. I even attended a wedding from my wedding room. <laughs> I attended a wedding from my bedroom. Okay, I got to witness a wedding. They did a wedding like in the garden outside my room. So that was nice. So I didn't, um, I wasn't like bored at any point. I was not, if anything, I had like never ending to-do lists. So yeah, that was a good thing. There weren't any like special services rendered or I think well, we weren't made up. I was not made aware of any special services that were available for people who had any psychological um, issues or who had a hard time dealing with everything, you know. It's 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 very like it's such uncertain times that we are in and it's very easy to, you know, 
how you know you just can't tell what's going to happen next and i thought that there would be something like that but there wasn't but i think in some other like quarantine centers there were things like that because i feel like i heard someone mention that they were offered you know like counseling or something like that if you know the quarantine was getting to you but that didn't happen where i stayed i hope no one needed it and because i don't know if it was available you know it would have just been very sad you know to have to go through that alone um moving out on the last day of quarantine was really just like regular checking out of a, a hotel you know you just go to reception receive details things like that finalize any payments you need to make whatever and you're out it was not crowded that was a much better scene than moving in there were less people in the lobby um yeah and once again like everyone's just so nice very helpful it wasn't like a drag or anything and yeah that was really about it that was really about it i've had people ask me what the process was like in coming back and how i went through it so i hope i have highlighted that in this episode um, this was just like a little life update on what it had been like for me the past two weeks, especially since I was I was back in Ghana now. It feels good to be back home. I am get I have a lot of work to do, which I'm very excited about because y'all gonna see it soon. And yeah, Charlie, just continue to watch this space, continue to support your content creators, continue to support your local content creators. Okay, follow. Um, Kezi Nana, like subscribe to her channel, Kezi Nana Vlogs on YouTube. It's Kezia underscore Q. If I'm not mistaken. I think it's Kezia underscore Q. Let me just cross check a while in a bit. What language am I speaking? Afi, Afi Jumenuku. Yes, Kezia Q. Sorry, it's Kezia Q underscore K E Z I A H Q underscore. Um, yeah, actually, I'm going to be plugging more people in, in the episodes to come. But yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. I think that's it. I think we've come to the end of the episode. And thankfully, my neighbor's dogs didn't bark. No goats came to me. Nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this was informative if anyone is trying to come back to Ghana in this corona season. I will be back. I'll be back on your, I don't even know what the language I should be speaking is. I'll be back on your speaker, your phone, your mobile device, cellular, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is you listen to me on in a few weeks. Don't miss me too much. Don't forget to follow Room233 on Twitter. It's at Room233 underscore. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at EnjoymentMami, M-A-M-I underscore. Um, follow the Gold Coast Report. Follow... Else. I feel like I've plugged all the people I need to plug. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and just stay tuned for more episodes. Please continue to take care of yourself, social distance, um, social distance, wash your hands, and you know, stay healthy, you guys. Stay healthy. I will catch you on another one. I hope I brought you nothing but good vibes today. Have a lovely day, guys. Bye. You've been gone, it's a 
get to our way.